Hey everyone, you're listening to the Fashion Photography Podcast, the one and only place you can find everything you want and everything you need to know about the fashion photography business. Like every episode, I'm your host, the fashion advertising photographer, Virginia Yancheva. And as you can sense, I'm really excited for today's guest. Today we will answer the question, what's fashion and what's beauty about and who's paying for it? My guest is going to share three of the most important lessons he learned very early in his life and how from looking after sheep, yeah, you heard me right, he's now shooting amazing photography projects and he has stunning portfolio. Have you ever wondered who's your perfect client and what's the best way to use social media? This and much more in the episode that is starting just now. Hello, my name is Felix Rachmar. You can spell it Rager in English. I'm from Berlin. I'm fashion and beauty photographer working with a lot of celebrities for some magazines, some editorials and stuff. And I'm teacher as well or speaker if you want. I have a tiny enterprise with teaching photographer for makeup artists. Awesome. And where did you study in order to teach others? <laughs> I never studied. I am graphic designer from, mm -hmm. uh, I think, 10 years ago. I did a tiny apprenticeship in graphic design. And the problem in my career was that I came from the mountains. I was grown up in Austria with uh, 600 sheep and, and my dad. <laughs> and then we came down to Germany and um, it was always hard to know what I'm able to do. Yeah, I love to take pictures, but I never knew if they're good or not because my parents didn't say a lot and my friends were all the time happy with the pictures, but that don't count a lot if you want to earn money with it. So um, after the apprenticeship where I was really good, I was uh, a 1.0 is the best you can have as a great radiation at the end and uh, I thought I'm really good and then all the universities uh, didn't want to have me oh. so I was back on the ground and I thought oh my god I'm nothing at all so I had to start by my own and uh, I had to try a lot of things to try to connect uh, clients to try to find the partners and stuff. I had no money and nothing. I moved to Berlin and I thought if I write thousands of people that I'm a photographer in Berlin, perhaps there will be one who uh, believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I had some tiny jobs. I worked at the beginning as celebrity photographer at the uh, red carpet, which is really annoying job. <laughs> but um, I had nothing else. So I um, tried to make good pictures there. There, my agent who sent me there said that the pictures are awful. You can't use them. <laughs> <laughs> so so this was uh, was the second thing. The third thing was um, I met a representer for a photographer. And and I said, yes, I'm a photographer in Berlin. I do fashion, beauty and portrait. And he said, okay, so you come to my house, you show me your stuff and uh, then we can talk uh, further. Okay, I went there with my book and I was really proud of everything I did and um, I showed him everything. And at the end, he said, okay, and where is beauty and where is fashion? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, not again. <laughs> and um, at this, this point was really important for me because then I started to think about what is fashion and what is beauty about who is deciding which picture is beauty enough or which picture is beauty which picture you can sell or not and who is paying for it and uh, how does everything work and how does it work that he says those pictures are not fashion and they're not beauty after that i thought i'm gonna make a portfolio if i was the 
client and I am, for example, Nivea. Mm -hmm. And then I started to think about what would be really interesting for me. And the only interest, if you uh, think about it a long time, is they want to have money. This is all. If you can't sell something with the pictures, you don't earn money. So why should you give money to a photographer to take pictures for you if you can't sell your stuff? So it depends on a lot of things, not only the quality of picture. It depends on working with celebrities, with magazines, with a TV channel and so on and so on. And at this point, when I started to think about all those ways how everything worked, my career starts really good because then I was interested to work with a really, really good makeup artists. And I asked them so long that they say, okay, we're going to do something. And then it was a really huge difference to the pictures I did before. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really the photography skills that were missing. It was the team. It was the know-how, how makeup and hair is working, is uh, good, is beautiful, is natural and stuff. That was the main key for me in my way in the photography. Whoa, so we don't even have 10 minutes and I already got three different lessons from you. <laughs> First of all, put yourself in your client's shoes, which is yes. very important because, yeah, many people teach us that it's very important to know your perfect client. What do you think about this perfect client? Is it just one person? I don't know. There are so much different ways to earn money in photography and the perfect client is the one who fits in your photography in your kind of where you are happy in taking pictures because if I love to travel and I always take beauty pictures in my studio in Berlin for example they are not really my perfect clients the perfect client would be a National Geographic or something mm -hmm. that would be my pleasure so you have to think about that to change your life it's not about changing the photography it's about changing the, the whole life because then it, it works because you won't never ever give a beauty photographer money to take a reportage about North Korea or something like that. So you're searching for somebody who is living already this life who is a good reportage photographer and stuff. It, it's all about your life and the love in your life and how you love to live with who and where and... Okay, I have interesting question for you. What if a client that really wants you to touch the beauty shots and do this type of thing for him, for example, to travel, like you said, and they're offering you a really good amount of money. Are you really going to ditch the thing that you like to do? It depends because I love a lot of stuff. And mm -hmm. for example, now a movie director of a commercial clip, I never ever did that before. And it's a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I have 20 people under me who are working with me. We are all of them are really good um, creative hats and I, I have to do everything with my with my brain so it was really new and it's also a lot of money and it's also a bit dangerous because if I don't do it really good I have a huge problem <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do it I love to do new things for example my team isn't filming it I also have a team who can film stuff and, and so on we do a lot of tutorials and stuff but for TV commercial is a huge difference so I said I won't give you my team I want a, a team which is already close, uh, which work really good together, and then I'm the director. Mm -hmm. That would work. It would be, have been possible that I could lose that job, but um, at the end, I still have it, so everything's fine. Sometimes you have to decide that you give jobs to another one to make everything better and the client at the end will be happy to ask you again because the last time it went really good even if you don't did the whole thing 
So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about your team? What did they say? <laughs> they are happy that they have the job. <laughs> oh, the, the team so, <laughs> you did not choose, I mean. No, they have enough stuff to do. They were like friends, real friends. Yeah. Or, <laughs> they were mad at you. We are a big family here. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife is working for me. She does the um, assistant manager. She manages everything, the production. I have Marta. She's an Italian girl f- making all the film stuff. Then I have two other assistants who do the, the light stuff and the shooting stuff and so on. And uh, yeah, this is my tiny five people team. Yeah, this is how we work. But they are always happy with everything we do because we have great challenges mm-hmm. all around the world. <laughs> I think it's very cool that we can also see them on your website because they have special section <laughs> on your yeah. menu. Uh, can you yeah. please share with us what's your website? It's, it's my name.com, Felix Rachwa. Um, you can also find it in the show notes, guys. It's linked there as usual. <laughs> better than spelling the name. <laughs> and um, yeah, I have some portfolios on it and I have uh, my workshops and training stuff on it, which is in German. And I'm yeah. working in learning better English to do okay. English lessons because my skin retouching tutorial, for example, is one of the most sold in Germany. Ooh. Yeah, which is really special. But um, anyway, and I hope to do it in English. We also hope the same, by the way, because when I saw your website, I was like, oh my, everything is not in English. <laughs> Thank yeah, God sorry, I have sorry translator. About that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Germany is really huge enough already. And everybody mm-hmm. is saying, do everything in English. And I have friends in, in Hollywood, for example, who say, if you are here, you need to speak English and you, you need to do it very good there. And for me, it's really hard because I never learned English. English, but uh, from my assistant. I had a Swedish assistant for one year, and mm-hmm. um, this is all my English. <laughs> but you were obligated to talk in English, so <laughs> there yeah, is no better thing than that. Yes, right. We're going to see it because next year I'm planning to travel a lot. And my wife wants to go to Australia for half a oh. year. And I think I, I'm going to go there too for three months. Awesome. I, I'm going to check, check out the visa and I want to go to LA and everywhere. I'm going to try some different challenges uh, to work, for example, with some Hollywood stars and stuff. And that would be great too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess then you definitely need a representative. Do you have one now after this weird no, I conversation? Don't because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know I don't. I'm happy not to have one because oh. um the problem was either I have a good agency mm-hmm. who said, okay, we get uh, 30% of everything you earn because we can't control if it comes from us or something else. Mm-hmm. Or the agency is not really good. And the problem is that I already earn very, very good. I'm really happy to say that. But, and so if I give, give 30% away, I don't think that I can make more jobs than I have. In my case now, I think I'm a bit like an agent already because um, I give a lot of jobs for other people too. So mm-hmm. um, I get a lot of requests that I don't do or that I don't want to do or the, uh, if I don't have time or something. And I give them to other people. And I already have a lot of jobs like um, which are really great to do and um, where we get the 30% or we make 20% in yeah, our case. Yeah, I was but, about um, yeah, to this is say about. exactly this thing that maybe you should think of taking 20 yeah. or 30%. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do that in this mm-hmm. case, but we we have really good deals. So in the case if they would sell themselves, they couldn't take the same price as we can. So yeah. it's uh, always great to have it. I have a studio here, for example. I'm in Cape Town the next month, and uh, my studio is uh, empty, so I'm not in there. And my assistants are working here with some jobs, and I give them some jobs to do it here, just for their reputation and um, also paid jobs where um, they grow more and Mm -hmm. uh, I think that is important and I always take care about everyone here in my team. It's a very cool skill to be able to find clients so easily. How did you learn it? Because everybody knows that this is kind of the hardest part in this task. Yeah, hard to answer it in one sentence. You have more than one, no worries. (laughs) I say always, if you do a lot, there will come a lot. If you do not that much, there will come not that much. And if you do nothing, there will come nothing. That easy. Sometimes it takes a bit time, but you have to talk a lot to a lot of people that you are for that you do it in a, in, I don't know, in a special way or in a very high quality or you have contacts in a, in a different area and, and so on. And if you tell it to a lot of people, there will be a lot of people thinking about uh, your sentence if they will need it someday. Mm-hmm. So I think in Germany, for example, if there is somebody in need in as a makeup specialist and beauty specialist in photography, they will ask me because I'm, I'm known for that. Mm-hmm. And it took about 10 years that it's like this now because I started 10 years ago. I think that can work pretty quick. But um, I think if you have a target, you have to follow it as hell. But at the end, you will come out somewhere else. It's always like that. Uh, you never know where you will be in three years. Mm-hmm. And um, in my case, it changed always that crazy that I, if I'm thinking five years behind, it, I would never ever believe what is now. So if I think in five years, what will be there, I can't imagine because I'm really happy now with everything, but you never know. And mm-hmm. I think you have to do a lot. In my case now, the requests come from heaven. I, <laughs> I don't ask for them and they know my website and a lot of people are talking about it. And I get a lot of requests from Facebook too. So oh. I do a lot of Facebook stuff and on Instagram too. So sometimes you have a request for a campaign on Facebook page where it's a blocked email address in the BAMs or something. It's sometimes it's really like, why don't you write it per email? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's always you have to think. Yeah, it's not that serious on Facebook. It's true. If you watch my Facebook site, uh, for example, I started about two years ago with my Facebook site. Mm -hmm. In Germany, Facebook was bigger than Instagram. One year ago, I think, it it was the most important uh, social media. And I gained really very quick my followers because um, I was really thinking about how to work with social media because um, I need that for my workshops and for my... So how um, did you work with the social media? Because right now, it's very tricky thinking of all these restrictions that we have, especially on Facebook. Yeah, a big theme, but it's a lot of things to know. But at the base, it's imagine you're talking to your friend and the most mm-hmm. Photographer, just upload a picture and write, This was my last shoot. But if you are with friends, you wouldn't put a picture on the table and say, This is my last shoot. Oh, so you have a story behind it. You just need to tell something what is really interesting. And you can use words on Facebook. That that is really interesting too. And you will see if you write really, Oh my God, yesterday I was in wherever and we had a great shooting and it was really dangerous because we did that and that and that. And, and 
we're happy to be alive. What are you thinking about to do those dangerous things? And then you put the picture and everybody's saying, wow, that's worth it. So do that. And um, yeah, the last time I did also a dangerous thing. It was there and there and there. And then you can write him and then a conversation is starting. If you are in a room with some people and talking about something, if it's not interesting, nobody will, will say something. If you put a portrait, n nobody cares about the portrait. If it's Barack Obama uh, holding a cat, okay, but um, it is not. <laughs> so um, you have to think about those things. What is interesting? Either the picture is really something very special, which is not special about your photography skills, because um, the pho photographer and photography is the most unimportant thing. And it's always the thing you take on pictures, the thing you are talking about. And then you see, if you check out all the social media guys, uh, the photographer who have a lot of followers, you see that they are talking about what they are doing, what they like to do, what they would do tomorrow. Um, they give out some tips and tricks, for example, if they have the target group uh, photographer, also if they do workshops. If you want to have another target group, you, you tell things which would be interesting for them. So imagine you have a room full of photographer. What what do you want to tell them what is interesting? So I can say, whoa, I have the new camera. And everybody would say, yeah, cool, I will, uh, I will buy um, the camera too. But if there are a lot of moms and dads sitting around, nobody is interested in it <laughs> either. I have a picture of a child who is playing with a dog and I say, wow, we had a great time the last time and we were together with all the family. We love to do whatever challenges and stuff. And everybody would say, yeah, this is cool. And this would be my target group. So you have always to imagine there's really an audience sitting in front of you and then you tell your story. That's very cool and interesting because most of the people nowadays are saying that nobody's reading everything is about the pictures and so on and so on and you're proving them wrong like you said many people are proving them wrong because I also think that having a story behind a single picture is really really going to help and talking about words and putting them into sentences do you have some favorite books first of all I don't think that they are really wrong because there are some different kind of Facebook sites because you can also put a lot of interesting pictures if mm -hmm. you just collect pictures. If you're telling stories, it's much more interesting and you have more long-term follower. And if you check my website, for example, the reaction quote of my Facebook site is so much higher than others with the same follower because they are active. They react on everything. And if I write something, I do a new workshop, for example, Example. All my colleagues are asking me, how the hell are you doing it that they, your workshops are so quickly full? And I think because all of the people just like to follow me, really. They, they don't click just follow. They really read it and they watch it and they... They're engaged. Yeah, they like my stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about your organic reach or you're actually paying for Facebook advertising? Both. Um, if I have something I have to sell or something, I pay for putting it for a bit of promotion. But I'm not really good at that. Uh, this is my plan for in the future to check out how to invest in the right way because you can do a lot of really targeted commercial stuff. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I have to check it out first. <laughs> but um, so the, I'm not the, the best one in this. Tell me, do you read books talking so much about words and sentences? Do you like to read books and what are your favorite ones? Reading, not really. <laughs> I don't read a lot, but um, <laughs> I love photography books. In most of the cases, the books are not a photographer. They are about designers and makeup artists or uh, 
travel stuff and so on and um, for example i love one book is really old and I, it's hard to get i think it's from pamela hansen it's called girls and you see really girls and you see old women but if you watch the picture all of them are girls in a kind of way oh. so it's really really beautiful book and um, which is not the perfect photography but it's a really beautiful story a beautiful view on women that is one i like really a lot i like for example, David LaChapelle, of course. And in Germany, we have a great photographer. He's called um, Christian Schuller. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. He does uh, great stuff. And um, if you know Tim Walker, for example, mm -hmm. you know where uh, Christian Schuller <laughs> look on. And this, I think it's one of his biggest inspirations. <laughs> I would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Walker, is, I think it's the father of creative photography for all the photographers who does creative photography now in fashion and model stuff. Do you know Christian in person? Yes, I do see a lot of pictures everywhere and I always read the read the names, sometimes see the pictures. So and you I don't know, know it's really his. the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are so many good photographers. I, I also like Patrick de Marchelier, yes. which is a French photographer. And yeah, we have some great Peter Lindbergh and stuff. But I think all the photographers say always the same names. <laughs> and I think the, the photographers who are a bit in a corner and um, are really interesting too. So, for example, Ellen von Unwert. Which yes. is a German photographer. She was there. Is really interesting to follow her life because um, she was a model before, and she is lesbian. And you see that on the pictures. You mm -hmm. just watch the picture, and then you see really her her kind of view on the life, not only on pictures or or on photography. And that is really interesting because you can change pictures with changing your life. My diploma's work was about Anya Leibovitz and the way the people she sees and she met in her everyday life affects her work. And I do believe that this is very important. The type of lifestyle you have is really affecting your work style. Yeah, she is the best person to show that um, everything in front of the camera is changing you because she is one of the luckiest photographer I know. Because if there wouldn't be the Rolling Stone, there yeah. would be not any lie of it but the thing is a lot of people have chances like that and they don't use it yeah they don't have visions to make something bigger than it is and um, everybody wants to work with a Vogue or with a Harper's Bazaar and, mm -hmm. and nobody's coming there and saying this is fine but let's do something really new and bigger and this is really something what the world never saw before and there are not that much sort of talking like that everybody wants to do something like like somebody else Mm -hmm. Which is not problem or something yeah, special because it's a job. But if you want to change something and if you want to do something new, there are ways. Felix is like unstoppable waterfall of knowledge. This is going to be the last part of our episode for today. Just because I'm sure you need to rethink all of these amazing insights. What was most useful for you, you can share on our Facebook page called the Fashion Photography Podcast. If you love this interview, let me know by leaving us a review on iTunes because this is really, really, really going to help us. And of course, don't forget to submit your latest editorials to judefashionmagazine.com and neverlandmag.com where you can find all of our previous podcasts and in case you haven't heard them now you know where to find them thank you very much for being with me today and i hope i'll see you on friday with our next podcast 